Welcome to Let's Talk About Life, a podcast brought to you by LifeBank, the organ, eye, and tissue recovery agency in Northeast Ohio. Donation can be a complicated subject, but it is really all about life. So spend a few minutes as we unravel the complexities of donation. So come on, let's talk about life. Ask anyone in the Gates family, and they'll recall when Rob, the oldest of three siblings, registered as an organ, eye, and tissue donor. Mom, Joyce recalls, it was like yesterday, and I quote, Rob had just renewed his driver's license. He came in the house, waving it in the air, yelling, I'm an organ donor, I'm an organ donor. He was so proud of himself. Little did we know that one day, very soon, he would be just that, an organ donor. Hi, you're listening to episode 137 of Let's Talk About Life. I'm your host, Colleen Gerber, kidney recipient and LifeBank staff member. Sadly, many families have experienced suddenness and unexpected tragedy that results in their loved one becoming an organ donor all too soon. Although giving the gift of life and sight to others is a noble act, the families feel their loss profoundly and forever. Our guest on this episode is Angie Gates Steffen, the sister of Rob Gates, who is sharing her family story and why it's so vital for them to remember, honor, and celebrate Rob's life 22 years after his death. Angie, thank you for taking time and being here with me and being willing to talk about Rob. Thank you for having me, Colleen. It's a passion of mine to share Rob with everybody else, so thank you. Angie, can you share, if you're comfortable, about the accident in March of 2001 when Rob was just 24 years old? And then also what those days were like when he was in the hospital and your family was hoping for uh, recovery or signs of recovery. What was that experience like for you guys? Yes, his accident was the morning of March 20th, 2001. I had just gotten finished feeding my son, Austin. He was three weeks old at that time. I had laid him down in his crib, and it was about 8.15 in the morning. I got a phone call, and it was Rob's best friend, Andy. And, I mean, obviously, it's not a call that you expect at that time. But Andy was very calm, and he said, Ange, Rob was in an accident, but it's okay. He only has a broken leg, but they want me to call you and parents and you guys come up to the hospital but he's okay. And I just remember in that moment, not knowing what to think, but he kept me calm. And my mom was a bus driver. So I called the bus garage. I had them radio her in, stopped her route. They had somebody go wherever she had pulled off to the side of the road, take over her route and escort her back to the bus garage. My aunt came and picked me up. I just remember bundling Austin up and we were going to the hospital and everything just became a blur after that because here we're going, we're thinking, you know, Rob's got a broken leg Uh and you go into a trauma center and you're there and you're being spoken to by all of these specialists and doctors and, you know, we, we learned what truly had happened. 
something so, very different than just a broken leg, right? Yeah, definitely different than what we had expected going in. So Rob was driving down 480 West. Him and his best friend were on their way to play golf. And Rob drove separately because he was going to stop off and, and pick up some breakfast for them to have before they teed off. And Rob had two-door pickup truck. There were reports that his back end started to bounce. And then he lost control. And then his wheels of his truck, in turn, got sucked underneath. And then he, he rolled. Rob, unfortunately, did not have his seatbelt on. So he was ejected from the truck oh my. Um, during this time. And thankfully, there was an off-duty Donald Barton and son driver behind him who witnessed all of this. And um, that gentleman was kind enough to stop at the scene and he performed CTR on Rob right away in time for the Metro Life Light to come and then take Rob to the trauma center. So by the time we had gotten there, they were working, you know, tirelessly on him, but he had collapsed lungs. Um, he had a fractured skull, so it didn't look good, but they were giving us hope because he was still, you know, responding to different different commands that we were giving him. Um, gosh, we had so many visitors coming in and out of that hospital, people coming in from Toledo and family and friends and just everybody, you know, bringing us food and giving us so much support. It was incredible. And there was one moment their friend Doug came in from Toledo and uh, he actually thumb wrestled with Rob. I mean, he was in an induced coma. But that was Rob's way of letting him know, like, hey, I am here, you know. And it was, I think that was a great moment for a friend. But then the morning of the 26th, we got a phone call that we needed to get there immediately because Rob had a severe stroke. Oh, my. Yeah. So we um, ended up going to the hospital together as a family. And at that time, they told us that there was no brain activity and that we needed to make the decision whether or not we wanted to donate his organs. Angie, go back to then that day that Rob became a registered organ donor. You remember that, right? Oh, yes, I was there. (laughs) When your family was approached about organ donation, you pretty much knew that this is something he would want to do. Yes, absolutely. I believe Rob was 21 years old. We were both living at home at the time and he left to renew his driver's license and he came home and I had greeted him at the front door. And of course, being the annoying, obnoxious big brother, (laughs) he's waving it in my face and he's like, I'm an organ donor. I'm an organ donor, you know, and eventually I was like, Rob, I get it. You know, like you're an organ donor, but I truly feel that deep down inside, he knew one day he truly was going to be an organ donor. There's a reason that that memory remains so vivid in my mind is because we have a very strong faith in God and we all have a purpose in this life. And I think that that was just like a foreshadowing of Rob's purpose. Mm, Profound, profound. As I mentioned, I've known you guys for a while, and I know you in particular are so dedicated to 
organ, eye, and tissue donation and the importance of it, but you're just more than passionate about it. It's really changed your life. Can you explain how your brother being an organ donor has impacted you personally? For sure. I'm somebody who always tries to find something positive in life. I mean, if I'm going to be here, I don't want to be here sad. I want to make an impact. I want to have purpose. And nobody wants to live their life thinking about the what ifs or like, of course, there's days where you're going to be sad. I have them often. But where where can I take this in a positive light? What can I do? Because Rob was so full of life that I would be doing him a disservice if I didn't carry that on. So I went to school for medical assisting. I secured an internship with the Cleveland Clinic Liver and Lung Transplant Department. And as soon as I was there, I knew that that is exactly where I needed to be. So after I graduated, eventually I did go on to work with their liver, lung, and intestinal transplant department. And then from there, I did training as an organ preservation specialist. Um, That was brief. I would say maybe like a few months. Um, It was in turn like not within the funding at that time for the hospital to actually open up an additional position. Mm, Okay. Um, But I, I was able to do it. It was impactful for me. But in that moment, I was trying to find the silver lining and I was doing some self-reflecting, and that's when I realized that opportunity may not be there. What else can I do? I know that this is what I'm meant to do. What can I do? And that's when I started the Rob Gates Legacy and decided to put all of my efforts into growing that so that we could begin to fulfill our purpose by helping others. And here we are today. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. That it's so resourceful that you decided to create a foundation to remember your brother. But I wanted to bring up that during mm-hmm. that time um, with the liver, lung, and intestinal program, you met a lot of recipients, huh? I did. I did. And they have been such an inspiration to me just as much as I was able to be for them. I mean, the time that I shared with them in those exam rooms. It wasn't just a patient medical assistant. I let them cry with me. They let me cry with them sometimes. And it was just like the most powerful thing because here I am seeing firsthand what the gift of life does and what Rob did. And although they may not be his recipients, I see every single day Every single one of those people got a second chance and the things that they were able to experience with their families that they would not have been able to do without an organ donor and just seeing them alive and healthy and fighting. And it was just always an inspiration every single day. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. And speaking of recipients, um, you have met Rob's recipients, right? So we were able to meet one of them. Rob saved four people. Um, I think it was January 2006 because I was pregnant with my second son. We got to meet Fred and Fred received Rob's kidney and pancreas. That was incredible. I mean, I remember our family was sitting 
in our living room and Fred and his family were coming to our house and all the emotions, right? Like, what is he going to be like? You know, what it, what kind of things does he like? What was he able to do? What does he look like? I just want to hug him, you know, like, but it's like, you're confused because you have so many different good emotions, but then you're scared and you're like, what if we're not good enough? Or what if he's not okay? Or, you know, you, you have all these thoughts, but Rob and Fred's mom share the same birthday, August 4th. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Fred was sitting there and he's like, you know, I have to ask, does Rob like tomatoes? Because Fred, his whole life, he said that he did not like tomatoes, sauce or anything. Rob would sit and cut up a tomato and salt it and eat it as a snack. (laughs) Fred craved them after his transplant. So he's like, I need to ask. Yeah. And then the moment came where Fred kind of let down his walls a little bit. And he's like, you know, I've been carrying around this obituary for five years and I need to know if this is my donor or not. And he took Rob's obituary out of his wallet and it's like he knew, you know, they were connected and Fred has brought so much to our lives. Like just seeing him carry out so many things. I mean, he got to watch his daughter graduate. He got to walk his other daughter down the aisle. He's a grandfather now. He runs, several marathons, half marathons. He runs a year every year for the year that Rob's been gone and that he's had his transplant. So from year one to year 22, he he ran 22 miles this year. Well, I will say, you know, I'm friends with Fred on Facebook and he's never looked back. You know, he had that transplant and he really, he just keeps moving forward. But what I love, I love, love, love about it is he always takes Rob with him. He's uh, it's he always Fred and Rob. You you never have any doubt in your mind who's running that race, you know? Yes. Uh, what a blessing to be able to know Fred and have him as part of your Absolutely. family now. Yeah. He is. Yeah, he is. I mean, him and my mom are only about a year apart, but she calls him son. <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of funny, you know, Fred's a goofball and we love him. And he fits right in with us. Rob was a goofball too. So it all kind of makes sense. That's <laughs> awesome. So I'm going to jump back a little bit to ask you to talk about the Rob Gates Legacy Foundation. What is the mission and what are you trying to achieve with uh, Rob's foundation? So the Rocky's Legacy, it is a nonprofit organization and we will be raising funds to provide financial relief to organ transplant recipients and their families and living organ donors so that the recipients can focus on healing. I know the cost of anti-rejection medications, housing, um, both pre and post transplant are extensive and could be years long, but that should be the least of their worries. Knowing that Rob always helped others in life, it is our mission to make sure that we carry that on and that he continues to help others. Oh, what a beautiful mission. Oh my gosh, I love that. That's excellent. So you guys are having an event. You're planning it for February of 2024. Can you tell our listeners about it and if they want to participate, how they can go about doing so? Absolutely. We will be hosting our first annual Rob Gates Legacy Gala. It will be held at the Aviator in Cleveland 
on February 10th, 2024. So this February, a couple months away, it is going to be incredible. We're going to have the best DJ in all of Cleveland. We will have incredible food from all around the world, premium open bar. We're going to have a ton of raffles. We have some surprise guests going to be there and we are ready. Like we are going to make this event huge. It is our first year, so I don't know what to expect, but I do know what my goal will be year after year. And we hope to be able to impact the lives of multiple transplant recipients. We do have a Facebook page. It is the Rob Gates Legacy Facebook page. If you want to look that up, um, I post all of the information for the gala there. Uh, we do have a website. It is the Rob Gates Legacy com, And we also have a direct Eventbrite link for tickets. However, you can find that link on the Rob Gates Legacy GoDaddy site. And all of the information will be there as well. We are excited for it. I'm ready. We've been planning for a while. So I'm kind of ready to sit back and enjoy that night. And it sounds so exciting, Angie. And um, <laughs> everybody's excited about it. Uh, my goodness. And how many people are you planning on? How many tickets are available? Well, the room holds about 600 people max. Oh, good, good. So, I mean, the more the better. It is open to the public. Bring your friends, bring your family, have them bring their friends and their family. Obviously, the more people we have, the more lives we're able to impact. And every dollar raised will be helping people directly. So we're hoping for 600. Okay, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Angie, can you just repeat the Facebook page and the website address again, please? The Facebook page is Rob Gates Legacy. And our website is robgateslegacy.godaddysites.com. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, Ange, thank you so much for spending time with us and sharing Rob's story. You know, it doesn't get any easier 22 years later. I understand that. And for you to come on and really share about who Rob was as a person and his legacy and what he's doing for others, even though he's not on this earth, it's, it's so touching. Thank you for doing that. Thank you so much. I, like I said, I love to share him. It is my greatest passion. And knowing that he is still able to help others and he will never be forgotten is a pretty incredible thing. So thank you for allowing me to share him. We agree 100%. Thanks again, Angie. We hope you found today's episode informative and inspirational. You know, you can save lives simply by going to lifebanc.org and registering your donation decision. You can catch Let's Talk About Life on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, but you can always find it at lifebank.org. We thank you for listening and we hope you come back next time. And come on, let's talk about life. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk About Life. If you have questions about today's podcast, reach out to us at info at lifebank.org. Take a few minutes to do something heroic and register to be an organ donor by saying yes at lifebank.org.
literally someone's life is dependent on it.